This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Honey. First off, Roger Stone has been sentenced to 40 months in prison. Yeah, this news broke when we were on our way to the studio to film, but uh, Roger Stone, for all of his many crimes, uh, will apparently be going to prison for 40 months, which is not insignificant given his age, but there's also the looming threat that Donald Trump is going to pardon him at any moment in time. 100%. He yeah. pardoned a bunch of people just this past weekend. So. As a way to set it up and normalize it. Yeah. Also on Tucker Carlson's show last night, uh, which Donald Trump retweeted the actual video of it with no added uh, commentary on it at all, just listing out the reasons why he should pardon Roger Stone. So expect that. Maybe uh, by the time this is up. Who knows? Good. Great shit. Yeah, now, I know that we previously spoke about the fact that it was pretty unfair to allow Mike Bloomberg to participate in the Nevada Democratic debate this week, but in retrospect, I think we might have gotten a little ahead of ourselves this time. Because seeing him get completely and justifiably eviscerated by every other candidate on the stage was incredibly satisfying. Well, every other candidate except Pete. Yeah, Pete didn't strike too hard. Yeah, Interesting. Kind of suspicious. Sort of a bit of solidarity between those two guys. Anyway. Well, and uh, they're the two candidates that MSNBC, the the uh, channel that was hosting the event, seemed to be uh, enjoying. Yeah. So Democrats. We're Republicans now. <laughs> yeah. So Mayor Bloomberg was truly the missing piece of the puzzle that was needed to bring unity to the Democratic Party, if for only one night, so that, they, that he could become their punching bag for literally buying his way into the 2020 election and just being a terrible person overall. Mm -hmm. uh, his presence actually made this thing worth watching after months of boring, repetitive talking points from each candidate. It was the first debate that was yeah. actually exciting. They spiced things up mid-season. They sure did. Yeah, it's sweeps week mm -hmm. for uh, the Democratic Party. So. so right from the start, things were certifiably not great for Bloomberg <laughs> thanks to a vicious attack from Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren we have to say, did pretty goddamn well in this debate, even if uh, we'd gone a bit cold on her in recent weeks. Yeah, I very much appreciated uh, America what, what loves she did. a fighter. Yeah. And I love a fighter. She's feisty. And some people say that she went too far, but I say nay. No. Nah, she those, did not go far enough. Those people should not be listened to. <laughs> those people are wrong. She went the best just part, far enough. The best part was like she used Bloomberg's own words against them. People were like, oh, well, can you believe she said that? Wow. Yeah. It was some good like lawyer shit. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I... Kudos to her. And if you've watched our show, you know that we haven't really been fans uh, in for recent weeks of her. So this was very nice to see. Yeah. Now, Credit she, where it's due. Yeah, exactly. She immediately got into attack mode and pulled the old uh, switcheroo punchline uh, that pretty much everyone saw coming. But uh, it was one that landed with pretty heavy force when she stated the following. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Boom, headshot. Yeah. Now, she continued, Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Adding that Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. Yes. Uh, all the while, Bloomberg uh, just stood there and took it with... Essentially, no real reaction. They need to put a heart rate monitor on him because if his blood pressure and like pulse didn't rise during that, it means he's a sociopath, and I want to know. Uh, yeah, he put, put that, a heart rate monitor on him next. That non-reaction, that was pretty much how he remained the rest of the night, mm -hmm. and also gave us a very clear idea or picture that uh, Mike Bloomberg has no lips. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a turtle. Can't vote for him. Sorry, no yeah. lips. Humans only. You know, they say uh, they say I might have a lot of faults, but uh, 
I can't kiss anyone's ass. No yeah. lips. That's his new campaign slogan. No lips. Now, if you're wondering where that fat broads and horse face lesbians quote from Bloomberg came from, well, have no fear because he's got an entire book full of amazing, uh, amazing <laughs> quotes. Yeah. Now, the book in question is literally titled The Portable Bloomberg, The Wit and Wisdom of Michael Bloomberg. And it was written by his employees and given to him as a gift on his 48th birthday back in 1990. And at the time, he apparently loved it. What a wonderful gift. I mean, this is never, no one's ever going to see this outside of this room, right? I'm just a badass businessman. Yeah. The book was created by a woman named Elizabeth DeMars, a former chief marketing officer, who starts the book by saying boldly, yes, these are all actual quotes. No, nothing has been embellished or exaggerated. And yes, some things were too outrageous to include. Which is, in retrospect, hilarious that this, like, exists within the book. Like, if you're, it's almost as if, Hey, if you're reading in this in the future and this guy mm -hmm. tries to run for president, don't let him say that this was satirical. He did say all These are all of these quotes. Yeah. These are all of his quotes. Now, keep in mind, this book, it wasn't an attack on Bloomberg. This was a loving gift presented to him by his employees. And this was back in 1990. So obviously a much different time in the world of business and in the world in general. So this book probably was a point of pride within his company. Yeah, you see the book? I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> but that's why I win. That's why I'm winning, baby, because I punch back, I punch up, I punch down, I punch all around. Yeah, punch women, punch men. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, listen, 1990, different time, sure. But this dude is running for president. So please keep that in mind. He is running for president of the United States and literally has a book filled with fucked up quotes that he's now ashamed of but was once super stoked on. Uh, and I know we've drifted quite a bit regarding the standards we should hold our public officials to, but maybe, I don't know, it'd be nice to have a decent person who doesn't have a history of fucked up quotes and actions lead the country. Yeah. Uh, anyways, here's some quotes from the book. On salesmanship. Make the customer think he's getting laid when he's getting fucked. <laughs> That's pretty good. Some actually. of these are actually kind of uh, pretty cool. I mean. If he wasn't running for president. Yeah. And, uh. A good salesperson asks for the order. It's like the guy who goes into a bar and walks up to every gorgeous girl there and says, do you want to fuck? He gets turned down a lot, but he gets fucked a lot, too. Mm -hmm. This is just straight up pick artist. Uh, pickup pick artist, artist, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, lingo. He pivoted from being a pickup artist in college to being a businessman. Yeah. After he was laid off from Morgan Stanley, he was like, I've been getting fucked for too long. Mm -hmm. It's time to do the fucking. That's right. Uh, on negotiations, what do I want? I want an exclusive 10-year contract, an automatic extension, and I want you to pay me. And I want a blowjob from blank. Have you seen blank lately? Not bad for 50. Uh, also, another quote. Well, apparently, that was Jane Fonda, I wow. think he was talking about. Uh, also, another quote from this section was, keep your legs closed. All right. Yeah. Now, on the character of a competitor, quote, cokehead, womanizing. On computers... You know why computers will never take the place of people? Because a computer would say that the sex of the person giving you a blowjob doesn't matter. This guy loves blowjobs. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> fan of them. Who's got two thumbs, $60 billion, and loves blowjobs. And no lips. Mike Bloomberg. I, you know, I guarantee that the reason he loves blowjobs so much is that he probably didn't consider it uh, cheating if he had ever uh, gotten one outside of his marriage. Could be. I'm not saying... Not accusing. What are you talking about? It's just a blowjob. <laughs> Better a blowjob than no job. Put that in the book. It's just the worst voice. Yeah. Um, on the Bloomberg, which are the, the terminals uh, produced by his company used on the stock market, it'll do everything, including give you a blowjob. I guess that puts a lot of you girls out of business. Jesus. Okay, now we're getting into the... <laughs> Now we're getting the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> that stuff up there, it's like, yeah, a little inappropriate. As a businessman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these, <laughs> these computer systems will suck your dick. 
and I know a lot about sucking dick, but not, not on, I'm not sucking the dick. All you female employees that I'm looking in the eye and hold power over, <laughs> yeah, better watch out. You better watch out, you'll be out of a job, which yeah. apparently uh, is you, you Your job is dick. to suck dick, <laughs> and the machine sucks dick better. I'm sorry. This market, this is, market forces say, uh, dictate that you need to get the fuck out of here. It's technology, baby. Uh, anyways, on everyday acts, quote, the three biggest lies are the checks in the mail, I'll respect you in the morning, and I'm glad I'm Jewish. Okay. Um, and uh, there's another quote from that section. If Jesus was a Jew, why does he have a Puerto Rican first name? Some that's, of these are like, like that's just why like are, a dad joke. I know, but like, why are these in a book of quotes that like, hey, here's some of Bloomberg's best takes. And you know what's funny is, like, them making it in this book means that he's said it more than one time. Yeah, no, he's definitely a guy who, like, rehearses his zingers. Like, he goes up to a guy who has, like, a, a you know, a, a crucifix on his desk, you know, whatever. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, they say Jesus was a Jew, but uh, why has he got a Puerto Rican first name? Anyways, Bloomberg out. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on women... Quote, if women wanted to be appreciated for their brains, they'd go to the library instead of to Bloomingdale's. <laughs> Why don't you go read a book, Toots? Uh, here's another one. I know for a fact that any self-respecting woman who walks past a construction site, doesn't get a whistle, will turn around and walk past again and again until she does get one. <laughs> wow, big if true, right? <laughs> this guy's running for president of the Democratic Party. Uh, here's another one. Whenever my wife catches me eyeing some broad, she's very careful to turn to me and say, that's the most expensive piece of ass in the world. I mean, yeah. <laughs> sure. Because of the alimony. Uh, on geography, quote, I make it a rule never to go to Queens. And since that eliminates both airports, I don't travel a great deal. He became the, the mayor, mayor of New York. York. <laughs> hates New Yorkers. <laughs> don't go to Queens. Half the city is a fucking shithole that I will never step foot in if I ever you know, have a choice in the matter. He didn't live in the governor's mansion in New York. He stayed in his own Yeah, because uh, like, he's like, probably like, I'm not living in this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, more from geography. Quote, there are certain states you don't go to. This man wants to be president of the United States. Sure. How about this one? Quote, there's only one queen in Buckingham Palace. The rest are in Trafalgar Square. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. It's a gay, it's a gay joke. <laughs> yeah. Who is he talking about specifically? Uh, I think the fact that I guess Trafalgar Square was uh, oh, okay. uh, a hotbed of uh, yeah. gay activity I, yeah, I, in whatever decade this was. I, I guess, guess the 80s. is His greatest hits are from the 80s. Great He's like shit, Mike. Huey Lewis in the news. Oh. Uh, cool. Uh, of course, uh, then we finish with uh, more from the uh, geography section, basically. Uh, the full version of the now famous quote uh, used by Elizabeth Warren in the Nevada debate. Quote, the royal family. What a bunch of misfits. A gay, an architect, that horsey-faced lesbian, and a kid who gave up Kustark for some fat broad. Uh, uh, to be honest, this whole book seems like a bunch of reasons why Trump supporters would potentially vote for Bloomberg in a future election if he ran as a Republican. And considering he was a Republican who supported the re-election of George W. Bush and funded a whole lot of, like, elections at various levels of government yeah. for Republicans, uh, that would definitely have been a possibility if he were a decade or two younger. He is, uh, this is the last race for president he'll ever get. I, yeah, well, I don't know, these, these billionaires, they, they, they take those young boy blood and they, they inject it in their body. I would venture to guess, not saying he has, but has at least looked into some kind of uh, life-extending yeah. pseudoscience. Yeah, yeah. The same shit Epstein was working on. Good friend of Epstein, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He got up on stage last night and he said, you know what? I drink bleach because it's healthy and it cleanses my insides. 
Anyways, the pummeling from all the candidates on Bloomberg yeah. continued through the night, with Bernie Sanders calling his amount of wealth grotesque. And Warren blasting him once again over decades worth of sexual harassment NDAs at his company. His Which response he, to that, yeah, it was just like, oh, I mean, everybody's got NDAs, right? Yeah, uh, my favorite take on that was uh, the take from Bill O'Reilly, who was just like, come on, Mike, we all know every major company, like these NDAs are, uh, you yeah. know, he, Bill O'Reilly had a very uh, firsthand uh, experience, experience with these, uh, with these yeah. sorts of NDAs. Mm-hmm. He would know. Uh, it was a terrible night for Bloomberg, uh, yeah. but honestly, yes. We have to bring some reality to the situation here. It was truly a sight to behold. And, and we're not sure if Bloomberg is secretly a masochist. But, that, I mean, that's really only the only way to explain why someone would spend close to half a billion dollars in order to get publicly humiliated, humiliated on stage like that. Uh, he, it was very obvious he didn't prepare at all. And if he did, his handlers are not doing a great job. He needs to mm-hmm. put more money into them and less money into social media. Do you see his, his tweet this morning? Not great. His meme team. Y'all yeah. y'all going to hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was embarrassing for him. And, and yeah, it was still embarrassing for the Democratic Party for even allowing him to be up there. But at least we got to see him absolutely bodied by every other candidate. So that is a net positive. He doesn't think he got bodied, though. That's the, the problem. And there's another big problem, though. Uh, it, it is a very big po- problem. Infinitely more people will see or hear a Bloomberg ad in the coming days and weeks than will have watched these debates or ever see specific clips on TV or even read about it. The dude is absolutely astroturfing the shit out of all forms of media. So we wouldn't be surprised if his poll numbers remained steady or grew because he is outspending everyone by significant margins. And the amount of people that actually watch this debate or are involved is a very small percentage compared to the amount of people he's reaching with his ads. Yeah. So that's the part that's also scary. If you start hearing family members, maybe your dad, your mom, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, yeah. talking about voting for Mike Bloomberg, it's time to have an intervention. Yeah, bully them, but not online. <laughs> not online. <'cause laughs> no cyberbullying. And they'll use it against you. Yeah. Now, hopefully, Bloomberg is able to actually feel sa- uh, shame. I, I don't think he, I, I don't think he do can. I. But uh, if, if he does, if there's a possibility of that, hopefully he will at least bow out or maybe, I don't know, reduce the amount of money that he is literally, the cost that he is sinking into this. Yeah. Um, knowing that he's just making a complete fool of himself in his final years. Yeah, just this is like... tainting his legacy. The average age of a man, I know he's a billionaire, but you would assume someone would want to spend the rest of their days with their family, yeah. relaxing, and not doing this. Yeah, it's just funny because it's like, I mean, we live in California, pretty fucking far away from New York. Yeah. I didn't know a whole lot about Mike Bloomberg. Like, I knew about Stop and Frisk and thought that was fucked up. And I knew about the the banning big gulps, and I was like, that's dumb. Yeah. That's some weird nanny state shit. Yeah. But other than that, I was just like, I don't know. They voted for him like three times. Seems like he was probably an okay mayor, and that's fine. Like, he's probably going to die in a few years, and that's be that'll be how just I remember like, him. Like Giuliani. Yeah. If Giuliani never came back into the public space. Yeah. He, he would have been remembered by 99% of the country as America's mayor who, like, rose from the ashes of 9-11 and saved everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. Now, now forever, I will remember Mike Bloomberg as this fucking, like, oligarchic weirdo who dropped half a billion dollars and counting just to have all of his dirty laundry aired in front of yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense to, to me. Well, anyways, we can't really uh, anticipate him cutting back any funding because there are uh, 
pretty significant indicators that he's just going to spend more yeah. in order to spite the people that have made him look like a fool. Yeah. And there's already proof of this because it was announced last night during the debate via an article uh, from Wall Street Journal that Bloomberg is focusing very heavily on California and will, will be reportedly hiring more than 500 people at a rate of $2,500 a month to post nice things about him on social media. All in the days that are leading up to the California primary on March 3rd. And I guess continuing in, in order to get that $2,500, because that's less than a month away, um, Twitter is universal. He's so. a job creator. I, you're not wrong. He created 500 jobs. Yeah. Well-paying jobs. What have you done? So I guess we have that to look forward to. Uh, just drop out, doofus. He won't. Yeah. He won't. Anyway, before we get into this next story, which you're going to need a second to prepare yourself for anyway, yeah. let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, which is Honey. Yeah. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. Honey automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be. Imagine you're shopping on any number of your favorite online retailers, Target, Best Buy, Macy's, etc. When you're at checkout, this little box drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Then you wait a few seconds for it to scan for every promo code on the internet and watch the prices drop. Uh, recently, I bought uh, some gifts, some clothing for uh, my brother's daughter, my niece. Uh, she is rapidly growing through uh, clothes. And uh, I'm not uh, very abreast of all of the children's clothing outlets, but by God, honey saved me some money on uh, a big shipment of clothes. So that was, a, that was a nice thing. Nice. Yeah. And easy. Just did it automatically. Didn't have to do anything. Honey already supports over 30,000 stores online, and they're adding more every day. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use. It installs in just two clicks. So support the show. Save some money on your everyday purchases in the process. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash itdaily. That's joinhoney.com slash itdaily. Okay. Now, we do this sometimes. We need a little buffer. Let's take a, let's take a breather here. Hold on. Okay. This one is loosely based on politics. But it's a whole lot more than that. And stop eating. Okay, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, I have made it all this way through through life. And, and being someone who was around for what was essentially the dawn of the modern internet without knowing about this very specific fetish that apparently some people have. And we're not here to kink shame. I am. And this time, I am. Uh, hell, we even give uh, furries the benefit of the doubt a lot of the time. But this one is... is uh, way different. It's very, very strange. And it's specifically the way that I was introduced to this uh, fetish. It, it gave me the worst first impression possible. I don't think there's a good impression, but this was uh, jumping headfirst. Uh, it was through a tweet, and while I'm sure there are more extreme examples out there, this one hit me like a baseball bat to the face. Uh, maybe I'm getting soft. No, no, it's the, it's the vor fetishes who are wrong. All right, so let's just get to the specific example that Ricky's talking about here. But actually, first, allow us to ruin your perception on what would be considered standard fare in the fetish world by introducing you to what vor even is. Vor is short for vorophilia, and uh, is it vorarophilia? Vorarophilia? I guess. No. Listen, we don't, we're not uh, experts on this at all. Well, anyway, just vor. It's called vor, and it's a term that defines people who are sexually aroused by the idea of being eaten. Literally, eaten. Yes, eaten. It, uh, it turns them on the idea of being eaten yeah. and digested. Apparently, it's a real thing. Like a lot of strange fetishes out there, fan art exists of it. Yeah. On, on deviant artwork. 
This is truly some deviant art you're about to see. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is one of those fetishes where you wish the art depicting it was the only proof of its existence, but we regret to inform you that there is at least one case where this is actually played out. Yeah, well, let's, let's just stick to the, the fantasy part of it here, okay? Yeah. And we promise not to spend a lot of time on this at all. But like with the shock sights of yore, an image went viral earlier this week that hit us both with an emotional response that we hadn't experienced since the days of Meat Spin, Tub Girl, Goatsy, and Two Girls, One Cup. The Vore illustration was purported to be a depiction of Democratic presidential candidate Amy Klobuchar eating Donald Trump's daughter. That's as far as we're going to go with it. We're not showing any more of the panels. It's fucking everywhere. You can find it if you want. I'm not sure we, I even want to link it. Yeah. Eating, swallowing, digesting. And, uh, and then filling a diaper. Filling. Filling. <laughs> With a, with a sound effect just, just illustrated. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely it, horrific. Don't don't look for it, but if you do, don't say we didn't warn you, okay? So the truth to this whole thing, though, aside from it actually existing, is that it was apparently just some random Vore illustration that was uploaded and then either deleted or removed from DeviantArt, and it had absolutely nothing to do with politics. I'm so sorry, Amy. <laughs> she got dragged into this yeah. for no reason. So the yeah. image was found by a user who posted it to their Facebook page and made up the idea that this was Amy Klobuchar and Trump by including the description, Amy Klobuchar fan art, taking a bite out of the Trump family. Hashtag clobs, hashtag the clobberer, hashtag Amy please throw staplers at me. Uh, from there, it was screenshotted and shared via Twitter accounts uh, a very through a few very popular Twitter accounts, the reactions of which show you... <laughs> How ridiculous this is that these accounts even tweeted it. Uh, the, I think the most prominent one was the Cursed Boomer Images account. Great, great account. Uh, it, it rapidly went viral, and it assuredly, it solidified itself as the most cursed Boomer image they'd ever shared on the social media site. And I don't really even think it's a, it's a Boomer image. It just has that art style kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's got the Ben like Garrison the Bear, art, yeah. art style. Yeah, um, and that's... It, it was like um, one of the shock sites in the sense that uh, on Twitter specifically, you only saw the first two panels yeah, before you opened it up. Oh, what? I remember I, I, I wrote to Elliot on Discord and I was like, hey, have you seen this uh, Amy Klobuchar Vore thing? And you're like, yes, and it upsets me very much. Yeah, I was like, do not post this here in the chat. I will delete it. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. It's it's bad. I know we're, we laugh, but it's bad. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, thousands of thousands of people were very disturbed. They expressed their immediate regret in viewing this. I saw reaction gifts that I didn't even know existed. Uh, now, listen, Internet Today, we we have not reached out to the Klobuchar campaign for a comment. Uh, we just hope that she never hears about it. Yeah. I mean, I... You know, I I, the only thing I like about Amy Klobuchar is that she's mean to Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Like, she fucking hates him, for yeah. real. But uh, other than that, I still I still don't wish this comic strip upon her. Like, yeah. I don't want her to know about not it. Not even, I, I would go as far as to say not even Ivanka Trump. No. She gets no. digested in that woman's body. It's got to be painful. Yeah, I, yeah, no one deserves this. Not even the worst people deserve this. <laughs> no, it's bad. All right, okay. Whew. All right. Yeah, so let's cleanse our palates here, <laughs> our poopy, disgusting palates. Yeah. With some good news, and the beginning of this certainly isn't going to sound that great, but it has an unbelievable and happy ending. Now we're sure that some of you are aware that the Daytona 500 was this past weekend, and yes, 
Donald Trump was there and got driven around the track in his presidential car dubbed The Beast. Well, <laughs> stats about its construction were displayed on screen for those yeah. watching from home. It's 20 tons of pure badass. It was great. It was hilarious yeah. to watch. I don't know why. It was so funny. Well, because I can just imagine him, because you can't really see him because it's in the windows. Like, yeah. No, I can imagine him doing the, the, you know, the thumbs up he does when he walks off oh, the yeah. planes, but to no one inside the car. Yeah. So the, and clapping. The windows are tinted. I don't care. Don't Let me have me. this moment. Well, I was surprised they don't have a sunroof he could have stood out of. They, yeah. Good point. Great. Anyway, after uh, Trump finished shoehorning politics into sports. Yeah, what an like, asshole. Like everyone hates. Yeah. And then left. Uh, a weather delay eventually postponed the race until the following day. The race picked back up on Monday and was mostly normal despite a big pileup towards the end. But on the final lap of the race, a driver named Ryan Newman was involved in just an absolutely horrific looking wreck. Yeah. Like, he basically got spun out into the wall and then flipped and then got hit full speed directly into the driver's side of the car while upside down in the air. Yeah. It was horrific. It was like, you look at this, you're like, oh, he's fucking dead. Yeah, exactly. This is Dale Earnhardt all over again. Yeah. And yeah, everyone was just like, oh, okay, I just watched a man die. Yeah. Now, we know there's wrecks all the time in NASCAR, but you can tell the difference in severity pretty easily. And this one was, it was bad. It just kept, it kept going. We can't show you it here. We'll link it down below. We yeah. do not have the it's express written owned, consent. Owned by Fox. Yeah. Now, luckily, and to be quite honest, surprisingly, it was reported in the following hours that although he was severe, severely injured, the injuries to Ryan Newman weren't life-threatening. Obviously, an incredible demonstration of the advances in the safety of these cars, considering that Dale Earnhardt Sr. died on the same lap of the same race almost two decades ago to the day from a wreck that at least appeared to be a lot more tame than what Newman had survived. I mean, Newman's wreck literally started off the same exact way, going straight into the wall at 200 miles an hour. Um, Now, it was reported throughout the week that Newman was in serious but stable condition. And miraculously, uh, he's not only recovered from the wreck, but he walked out of the hospital yesterday holding his daughter's hands. This man's unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah, this is obviously great news, uh, but it also appears that this dude, Ryan Newman, might have saved his own life almost 10 years in advance because in addition to being a NASCAR driver, Newman was also an engineering major that was obsessed with making race cars even safer than the standards that NASCAR had set in the wake of Dale Earnhardt's death. And back in 2013, NASCAR introduced additional structural support to the roll cage of the vehicle, and they named it the Newman Bar because he had helped develop it and ensured it would be added to the vehicles. The Newman Bar literally had support to the exact area of the car that was hit once he had gone airborne. So this might, this guy might have actually saved his own life in advance, which is insane to think about. Yeah. Yeah, he saw structural problems in the cars. He always, w- apparently was a driver who was like, I know we have great safety standards, but there are things we can do to these cars that won't sacrifice, like, the yeah. speed or anything that can make them a lot safer. And this Newman Bar, named after him, they're doing an analysis of the car, obviously. Yeah, Newman but, bar sounds delicious. But <laughs> Newman. But he literally got hit in the exact part of the car based on the video where yeah. that bar exists. So he... So maybe this dec- was staged as like uh, self-promotion for the Newman bar. Yeah, he walked away. He was probably a dummy in that car. Yeah. Scene. Remote control car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and, him and RBG were up, uh, up in their secret hideout. Being, <laughs> I think they believed it. Yeah. The first self-driving NASCAR to win a race. Yeah. It's just like that Cars movie. Yeah. Well... Anyways, uh, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to watch our most recent episode of Tech News Day if you want to hear about Jeff Bezos being uh, uh, philo- phil- phil- philanthropy. Uh, philanderer. philanderer. <laughs> uh, and also uh, more problems with cell phones because uh, Phil 
has a bit of a schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. So check uh, check that episode out and a brand new episode of Weekly Weird News. And we'll be back very soon for a news dump and another episode of Weekly Weird News. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.